on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. GA4 launched new UTMs, and we tell you why it should paramatter to you. I have a PSA on a new Microsoft Ads type. Professional service ads. Plus, we have some killer insights you can only get here. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock, just stay tuned Digital marketing news, but let's get specific Digital ads, SEO and analytics Social media and more Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform With new shows every Friday We give you the news with sass and puns And definitely high takes Thank you for tuning in You know what time it is it's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhel. AKA Shop. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on March 11th, 2022. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another week. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Greg, do you have anything to share with us today? I have some, frankly, extremely tragic news that I wish that we didn't have to report, but I think if we cover some of the Ukraine news and try to also put a spin on a good ways to donate, that'd be, uh, I think, a big benefit. But from the SE ranking family, there's maybe the worst news that I've heard. Um, I think that uh, the, the president of, of the Ukraine actually referenced this, but Tatiana, who is the um, uh, chief accountant at SE ranking, was uh, killed with two of her children. So our thoughts are with obviously their family and the SE ranking team and everybody in Ukraine. I reached out to some of our contacts. They're doing good. They got out of the danger zone. So that was very appreciative. And I think one thing that we can do here is take a look at people in the industry that are doing good. And one of those people that you can help as well is Anton Schalke. And he has a very simple setup. It's on buymeacoffee.com. And you can instead of buying a coffee, he is using those funds. It's just a minimum five bucks. I hope everybody can go donate. He's helping to save all the dogs and cats that are left behind. And uh, according to his page, he says, I help dogs and cats and shelters in Kiev, Ukraine during the war. Any money will be donated, will be sent to the shelters, 100% of them. Um, So if you are feeling probably the way we're all feeling here, uh, there are ways to help and again, Let's put a spotlight on some of those in the industry that are doing well. So uh, much appreciated. And we'll have that. uh, We'll put that in in our Twitter as well with the show so you can go help out um, some folks over there. Each week, if you have something for us that we can highlight and put some some light on, we'll we'll definitely let us know and we'll share it. All right. And so if you have any of those ideas or ways people can help, please let us know. Head on over to community.marketingclock.com. Pretty much everything people share there, uh, we share as well to our audience. So uh, last time we talked last week, I was going to a concert. Yeah, how was mm-hmm. it? It was good. It was great to have live music back. I mean, I feel like, you know, with Bruno 19 and everything, I haven't been to a concert. So when's the last time any of you went to a concert? Before the pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. So this was my first. I believe it was a Celine Dion concert at which I was called disruptive by people in front of me. I mean, they would be technically right. So <laughs> I agree. Um, but so I went to go see Bonobo, as I talked about last week. And one of the funny parts is everybody's standing around, you know, just pretty packed and all that. And there's some person that didn't seem like they were in the right mind in front of me. And it, it looks like they might have a, a marijuana cigarette. Mm. In front oh. Of them. Mm-hmm. Turns around to me and says, 
do you think that I can light this man? <laughs> and I go, I don't think so, bro. We're inside. <laughs> and he goes, all right. And then he just goes, lights the cig- the, the, what the appears marijuana to be joint, cigarette. Mm-hmm. A marijuana cigarette. And just starts smoking it. I'm like, well, I ask you. This guy right. said I could. And why right? did you yeah. think you were the guy that asked? Q one minute later, fire alarms go off. No. He has to stop the show. <gasps> so he has to stop the show. And the guy, again, not in his right mind, turns around and looks at me and goes, I think I got to get out of here, man. <laughs> and just takes off. <laughs> and so they had to open the doors and figure it off. And I just, that was like, I was dying laughing. I'm like, I don't know. But. You should have show. stepped yeah. up. You could have saved the show. Yeah, and you would have just stopped him. In Discord, I'll put, he a, tried, put I a video of the alarms going off and stuff. I, I told him not to. I'm not going to get in a fight over it. <laughs> he did ask you. He chose not to take your advice. Yeah. What about you, Jess? Uh, I feel like a new person. I This probably could be a two kinds of people topic, but not our topic for today. I've become a bathrobe lady. Are y'all robe people? No. Yes. Okay. You got me a really nice robe for my maternity leave and I lived in it with pockets and stuff. Fun fact, I bought the same robe for myself after having a child (laughs) and I did not wear it. But this robe, my mother-in-law got it for free from the casino and she thought I needed it and it has changed my life. From the casino. (laughs) It's very luxurious. It's soft. It's white. It just looks like a bathroom. I look like a fool in it. Like it's huge. But to not get dressed first thing out of the shower and just like get ready for your day but be decent. Changed my life. Okay, but why did she not want to keep the robe? And why were you her choice of who to gift it to? You're right. She does have a daughter. (laughs) (laughs) That's fired. Yeah, the robe life is nice, though. I'm happy for you. Thank you. What's going on with you? Well, I one of the few sports that I actually am kind of into, because everyone around me is into sports, but I just don't care. But usually I'm into March Madness, and I watch it. And I think it's because you don't have to watch the rest of the year. And basketball is like an easier sport to follow. So I'm always hooked in and the tournament comes to Buffalo every few years. And I always say to my husband, like, I really want to go next time it's here. So he texted me months ago and he's like, hey, I'm going to buy NCAA tickets for March. I'm like, great. Sounds fun. He's given me the details recently. He's like, so we've got to go Thursday and Saturday. I'm like, this is a two day event. That's (laughs) a lot of basketball that I'm expected to just sit there and watch the whole time. Like confined into a space he's like okay well i guess you could pick one day so now he has to take my brother the other day so he's like do you want to go thursday or saturday saturday's two games thursday's like a million games and you're literally there all day you have to take off work so thursday right no i don't want to i do not want to be sitting there watching basketball all day long like what are you supposed to do there's not enough snacks in the world to keep me occupied they probably have really good hot dogs it's probably really good games i don't like hot dogs (laughs) You're literally there from like 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., I think. How many hot dogs have you sold in your life, do you think? <laughs> a lot. Do you Hundreds. tell the customers, I don't like this, as you <laughs> hand it over to them? People who don't know, my fam- my first job was um, I worked at my family's hot dog stand, and now I don't like hot dogs because <laughs> I just made so many. Or onions. Yeah, there's a lot of things I don't like. Oh. So you're going Saturday? Yeah, so I'll be okay. going Saturday, two games. Even that's a lot, though. It's like sitting there for like five hours watching basketball, I don't I thought it was one game. I do feel like this was your idea, though. It was, but I didn't know all the facts when I asked for it. So anyway, I'll give an update after I go. And we have really exciting news today because we are excited to introduce our new 
producer, social media lady. She's going to keep us hip. She's going to make us look good. Stephanie, a.k.a. Killer, is behind the board today, and we're so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Yes, and we're going to pull you in probably on some questions about social media and definitely in shooting the heck. You yeah. can't escape. And for a long time, I think our social media stuff has has gone by the wayside other than Twitter, mm -hmm. which, which Shep has done a great job on. But we're going to really bring it to the forefront, try to grow everything, and... My favorite thing is Steph's nickname, Killer. Killer. Is a hockey nickname, right? Is that yes. right? Yes. And it's because of your killer tenacity on the ice? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> she's the sweetest person on the planet, everybody. No way she's a killer. So well, again, if you don't follow us, we're at Marketing O'Clock everywhere. So see what Stephanie's up to for sure, aka yeah. Killer. See her working first in first person. And one other thing, we should do a bracket. For marketing o'clock, we have new new merch drop coming. We should have giveaways for like the top five or something. Mm -hmm. So head on over to community.marketingclock.com. By the time you hear this, we'll have it set up. And if you want to join, we can do a bracket. The best thing about brackets, the more you know about basketball, the worse you do. Oh, I could win. Yes. All right. I wish that was true, but somehow I lose every year. <laughs> All right. And in case you missed the most recent Agency Scoop podcast with Jill Fetcher, she has Charlie Pashana on the on um, the blower because it's, it's, it's on Zoom. So, But it was a great, great interview. The name of the episode was To the Dark Side and Back, discussing agency and client side point of views. And Charlie has agency experience. He's now at AAA of Western New York. I thought there were great questions and great conversations. So don't miss that agency scoop anywhere you consume podcasts. Okay, and getting into the news this week via George Wynn for Search Engine Land. Microsoft Advertising announced a new ad type this week. These are called professional service ads. And yes, they are very similar to the local service ads that you might be familiar with in Google Ads. So these are designed to promote consultants, advisors, or agents for your company in the Bing search results. A quote from the article says, intent triggered rich placements that provide real-time information to customers about your agents, advisors, and consultants, all with no keywords required. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Professional service ads are dynamically generated based on the data you specify in your feed file, such as your plan type, the organization category, federal registration status, and URLs. And then they, of course, have some examples here. And I, this is something we harp on a lot. I'm sure these are fake examples. But they have all the people's headshots. That's one of the things with these is you're working with a person and you want to see them. So they have the mm. headshots in there, of course, and they're always really corny. And we've played real estate agent or attorney on the show before. Who would pick these headshots? Like who's sitting there getting their headshot done? <laughs> it's, it's stock photography. It is. is. But like, why use that as a fake example? Can I, can, I, can I go even further on this? In the example Microsoft provided, there's insurance services, real estate services, and tax services. Nobody in the world would believe this because the vertical with the least amount of headshots is real estate services. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about realtors. They always have a headshot. A headshot on everything. You get a magnet, headshot. Mm -hmm. Brochure, headshot. Trying to sell a house, the headshot is larger than the house. <clears throat> We've got them on billboards yeah. here. Crazy. Yeah, Jess, you just retook your headshot. It's beautiful. I hate it. Thank you. Can you imagine if Jordan, our <laughs> creative director, was sitting there with her hand under her chin, like had you posed that way? No, she would not do that. But especially since these are stock photos, why are these stock photos? Stock photos of bad headshots? 
I just, they're not, they don't make sense yeah. in any sense where I'm still sitting in the pose that you gave me because <laughs> I like it. Anyway, I just think they should use some better example. They could have used some real people and promoted <laughs> real insurance services in this article for their customers. And instead, they're just using stock photography. I just hate it. I like the car on a stick. Looks tasty. though. <laughs> so these can appear on the right rail of the Bing search engine results pages, and they run alongside mainline text ads. So it's a really prominent ad placement, which will be nice for you and your beautiful headshot. You can also leverage professional service ads to promote your regional office or branch or even your national company. So you're not just limited um, to promoting your agents in particular. These are currently in pilot in the US and Canada. And yes, they seem very similar to LSAs on Google. But the big difference here is that in Google, you kind of have to jump through hoops to do that Google guaranteed and Google screened certification. That is not necessary here. You don't have to do a background check. There's nothing like that. It seems really easy to set up. So hopefully there won't be a lot of barriers for people who want to try this. Greg, do you have more news for us? Absolutely. And if you are one of the handful of listeners that has stalled out on your GA4 implementation, well, Charles Farina may have a little push start for you. He tweeted out from his account at Charles Farina on Twitter that Google is adding new UTM parameters for the first time in 15 years to Google Analytics 4. Mind blown. That's really crazy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Those UTM parameters are UTM source platform, UTM creative format, and UTM marketing tactic. He didn't put that right in his tweet, but it's marketing underscore tactic. Um, and so what each one of these is according to Google, and again, just a reminder, this is not for universal analytics. This is for GA4 only. All right, and this is a big deal because this has, as Charles said, 15 years since we've been able to pull that data in like holistically mm -hmm. into GA. Um, one thing of note that I spotted is that it's not in the URL builder tool that they have yet. So the URL builder tool has the uh, previous version of the UTM parameters supported by Google Analytics UA, or GA3, if you want to call it that. And there was a lot of chatter around this, too. And I think there were some tweets. Haters? Let me guess. No, there's there's some good stuff. Okay. I, th I think it was mainly good. Like, anytime you get something yeah. that's mm -hmm. helpful, people are, like, over the moon for it. Because most of the time, you see in a new announcement, it's just like you get, you know, kicked in the butt or something like that. So, um one thing that I thought was spot on was from Jim Banks at Jim Banks on Twitter. He said, might it be due to the reporting of performance max campaigns? So it will show shopping, search, discovery, YouTube, just a stab in the dark. That I haven't seen that, that yet. That nice. would be amazing. I, that's just a hypothesis out there. That's from too Jim. good to be true. It can't be. But why else <laughs> would you put those in there, though? Because I, I started thinking about it. It's like, it does make sense that you might have the platform in there because platform works really well with it, it's like the source seems like there's a lot of overlap with platform but if the source is google and the medium is cpc then the platform might be youtube so it could make mm -hmm. sense to do that um so i'm with jim and, and chris ridley is too uh, and he said my thoughts exactly if we can apply these new utms to spot which platforms we're getting clicks and conversions from so fingers crossed hopefully that's the case i'd be over the moon and one thing of note that is a pro tip that I've encountered the wrong way is we had one client where the server only took a very specific number of characters into the URL or URI that is passed along. So 
this is going to give you three more UTM parameters with three more, you know, things appended to each parameter. And if you have some kind of server that like freaks out if it's too long, you could really damage your stuff mm -hmm. here. And for this exact this client, I know this isn't um, you know working hard or hardly working here, but we ended up finding this like within a day. But like everything dropped. We could we saw clicks, but we couldn't find them. Everything was wrong, and we we caught it very quickly. But you're gonna just want to make sure if you start adding more things on that your server can handle it, and that it's not gonna freak out. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from Colin Slattery at CJ Slattery on Twitter. And he has a tweet that says, Google, quote, trust us. Our machine learning is great. No need to see search queries, end quote. Also, Google, quote, these are good matches for a brand that has B in the brand name and has a screenshot of what matched to a brand with B in the brand name. And I'm going to read these off. <laughs> Here's what matched to Colin's B brand name. B space BB space H. B. BB J. BB 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 B BB BB B B BB BG BB high. And these are significant enough to show. Significant enough to show. It makes you shudder to think what is not showing. Significant. Oh my gosh. These are all my daughter, by the way. Sorry, Colin. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI, people, this is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. ICYMI, people, we have a tip right from our Discord community this week. If you want to join us, you can do so at community.marketingoclock.com. If you were listening to the show last week, which you should have, I had a little complaint about Hotjar because they are testing different pricing tiers on their website and I was looking at it on my computer and I had different pricing on my screen than my client. It was very confusing. Sam Kesich responded and said he had the same issues with the pricing and Andrea Cruz, previous BFF of the show, is proving her BFF status and she said, hey, you know where you're not going to have that problem is Microsoft Clarity because it's free. And Sam said, for real, are there limits to how many pages you can collect a heat map on? Andrea said, it's so good. It does it on your whole site. No need to create pesky snapshots. They have a trial demo on their homepage. It even records people's interactions. You can filter by UTMs, pages, countries, device, etc. It's magical. And then Sam said, how haven't I heard about it before? Um, which I had heard of it, but I kind of forgot about it. So I did recommend it to my client and we're going to test it because it's free. Why wouldn't we try it? So thanks, Andrea. And thanks, Discord. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week from Alex Vanderpool at Alex Vanderpool on Twitter. 
he says is Google testing new shopping ad format with the option to select products from a certain advertiser. It looks like this is only shown occasionally. So he is searching for hornback taffles. Do we know what that is? Looks like some fancy furniture. Oh, nice. <laughs> that I couldn't afford. But when he searches it, he's able to see a list of advertisers and he can select who he wants to see results from. So I haven't seen that either, but it's very cool. Um, and I'll be selecting ASOS probably because mm-hmm. I'm cheap. And from Dario Zanoni, he responded to a question from Luna underscore PPC. She was asking if it seemed to anyone else like Google Ads is on track to phase out shared budgets completely. Performance backs may be the first foreshadowing of this. And Dario said, a few months ago, portfolio bid strategies were updated with the option to link them to shared budgets. I think, hope that shared budgets will stay for some time more. There's something going on with portfolio strategies and shared budgets. There's like all these tiny changes happening. They're not telling us what it is. I'm just very suspicious. And sometimes it's like hard, like some some accounts are different. Like they're, it's laid out differently. Mm -hmm. Do you notice that? And Mm -hmm. I I was going talking with Kat here and I was like, oh, and let's find the portfolio bid strategies. And it wasn't where it normally is. And I'm like, what is, what is this account even? Yeah. It just seems like they're making a change and we don't know what it is yet. I thought you're going to hate. <laughs> okay. I feel like their whole thing is you just have a few campaigns. Why do you need any type of shared budgets? If you have that many things you're sharing, you should combine them into one performance max. I feel like that's their thought. I am not surprised by that. And I don't really use shared budgets because I feel like that's the whole reason you break campaigns out is so they have their own budget. But it's just weird to take something away and not tell us why and be very shady about it. And shared budgets are very helpful for people that don't do this day in and day out. If you're in-house and it's not your main job role and you're trying to make your life easier a shared budget can be massive Mm -hmm. and those are the people who aren't going to be checking the account every day and don't have time to look all over timbuktu for their shared budget settings so thanks google yeah it's not in timbuktu it's in hornback taffles (laughs) (laughs) next up here in paid we have a tip from at edgar on twitter he is having an issue where he selects a goal for a campaign online so a specific goal that's not the account default goal and then he downloads his campaign to google ads editor then he makes an unrelated change because you can't update the goal in ads editor right you should be able to you can't so he makes some unrelated change in ads editor uploads it again and it's missing and this is the stuff that terrifies me we've had this happen sort of yes didn't it happen with um Pay for conversions. Yes, it's the worst day of. Yeah, it was unbelievably bad. I had a pay for conversions campaign. I made adjustments to it in Google Ads Editor. When I uh, posted those live, it flipped back. It oh no, I copied a, a pay for conversion campaign, and then it just spent mm-hmm. insanely. You yeah. can't do that. I mean, they can and they will and they do and they, and they will do. Well, that's terrifying. I guess if you're doing anything crazy, just double check all your settings when you publish them online. Thank you for the heads up, Edgar. Okay, so we have an article from PPC Hero this week, and it is called The Most Expensive Keywords for 2022. So first of all, I have a couple of quiz questions here. Hmm. So what do you think? There's one really obvious. Like, What do you think is like the overarching category of keywords? Greg. Mesothelioma. You don't have a guess? I'm gambling. Oh, you're actually kind of wrong. Really? 
Be broader. Gambling. Lawyers. Yes, it's all lawyers. Oh. Literally, except for one keyword. Does anyone want to guess what the non-attorney or lawyer-related keyword is? CRM software. Incorrect. Hornback towels. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. It is predictive dialer. That seems like an error. It's like call yeah. software. It's no. in the top 25. It's the only thing in here that doesn't contain the word lawyer or attorney. I, I disagree with this article. I'm sorry, Pete <laughs> I, I agree with most of your articles, but not that one. Okay, so now, little price is right. We're going to go with the number one most expensive keyword of 2022. Greg. Oh, I'm going to tell you okay. what it is. I want you to guess the price. It's predictive dialer, obviously. No, it's that was like maybe number 20. Best motorcycle accident lawyer. You're asking for a price? Yeah. What do you think the cost per click is? Who's going first? Jess. $246.93. $87.50. Really? Yeah. It says it's, it's, first of all, it's not like perfect, but it looks around $700. Whoa. I win. This is a scale from like zero to 700. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Who's paying that for a click? Don't. Whatever you don't That's have there insane. right now. Don't Google best motorcycle lawyer and click. Yeah, that's mean. That's just do diabolical. not do that. Yeah. Do that. If you knew a motorcycle lawyer, it would be so easy to just take them out of business if you hated them. Like, just well, Google that, their name. Well, they get paid that in a minute. That's where you actually want click fraud software. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, so lots of attorneys paying lots of money. And in other news here, Google said on Thursday that it stopped selling online advertising in Russia, a van that covers search, YouTube, and outside publishing partners. This is something that we're expecting to see, and a lot of other people in the industry were doing it, so it's not a huge surprise. But they said, in light of the extraordinary circumstances, we're pausing Google ads in Russia. The situation is evolving quickly, and we will continue to share updates when appropriate, and we will obviously share them with you guys too. Okay, from David Herman at Herman Digital. He has been so sassy lately, but like he earned it. He's in all these social ad <laughs> platforms that are literally insane. I cannot believe what he found. Is it meta ads? Is it Facebook ads? Do we know yet? Do we care? I think they're still calling it <laughs> Facebook ads, but David's a smart guy. He just starts calling it ads manager now. <laughs> just I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, this is a notification that says, Speak with a marketing expert to improve ad performance, to request a call. Marketing experts are equipped with technical solutions and best practices to improve your ad results and our bottom line. I added that part. <laughs> I was going to say, I can. I am so confused by this. Like, I thought they didn't have anyone on the phone for a while. I thought this was the only place you couldn't get through. Now they want you to call them. You don't want to call them. You, you should don't. just you request don't a call them. so that when no. they call you back, you can give them all your support issues. It's like a, it's like the, the Google, you know, outsourced yeah. team. They're trying to make you spend more. I just, I can't believe they even want to promote that though. And they're not just sending everyone to a chat bot like they have to me so many times. I'm very confused about their new strategy here, but I, maybe we should prank call them. It could be fun. The responses to that were hilarious too. Yeah. And from the Wall Street Journal publishing company, Gannett Co. provided inaccurate information to advertisers for nine months misrepresenting where billions of ads were placed. Billions? Yes. With a B. BB. This is crazy. (laughs) That's probably what it was. People (laughs) looking for where their ads actually were. (laughs) So they, the biggest 
misrepresentation was they told people that their ads were running on USA Today and they were actually purchased on another local outlet usually. That is so bad. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I, there is so much seediness that happens. Yeah. Even programmatic. And, and that's, that's something where we don't give Google enough credit for where generally speaking, they have decent placements when it is not an app. Although I tweeted about it. My placement report this week for one of my display campaigns is like all the other category. I know. And that's where they're going wrong, though. Yeah. That's where, if you look at this, there is so much doubt and fear, uncertainty, doubt, whatever you want to say, for all these different placements, and especially programmatic. And Google was the one source of truth. And they're slowly turning themselves into everybody else. It's, it's, I sound like a broken record. I just want to know where my ads are showing. Well, don't use Gannett and don't use Google now. Sad. Sad. <laughs> it's really scary. And from Corey Dobbin at Corey Dobbin on Twitter, custom audiences have moved to the bottom of the ad set settings section for me today. He's talking about Facebook or meta ads, whatever you want to call it. Took me a minute to find it. How long before Meta removes this entirely? Try saying ad set settings section five times fast. I can barely say it once, so I'm not going to try. But yeah, if you're looking for those settings, it's like Google. They're just playing peekaboo and hiding things and moving them around further. But, you know, I bet you can find a slidey bar pretty easily. And you'll love to see it. That is it for paid what's happening in organic. All right. This week in organic from TJ McIntyre at TJ McIntyre on Twitter. This just broke right before he came in here. But he said, remarkable news for tech law nerds. EU sanctions against Russia today in Sputnik require search engines delist all their content and social media firms to delete posts by individuals which reproduce any of their content. This is a massive hit to everybody in Russia. And we just keep seeing more and more and more sanctions. And in one side of things, Again, I'm, I don't know anything about politics, but you have to feel bad for Russian people where it seems like overwhelmingly they're not pro-war mm -hmm. and everybody's just sanctioning them. And it's like hard to know what even you can do other than try to overthrow this, you know, dictator. It's, and then everybody's getting hurt. And people's like life savings are being taken to zero. It's just, it's just awful. I don't know. And then now, like, yeah, you're delisting all of your content and deleting all these posts. Um, and I know that's, like, very small potatoes on the grand scheme of things. Not to some people. Well, like, what do you do? I have no idea what you do. It's just it's just awful. Just stop this all. It's, I don't know. Anyway, I guess Glenn Gabe found something that is uh, doing well, and it's Amazon Live. He says, uh, I think Amazon Live is flying under the radar. It's live now, pun intended. And Amazon Prime Video had exclusively streamed the Country Music Awards on Monday with shoppable version of the red carpet. Buy all the hats and the boots. Were you, you there, like Shep? Right? Yeah. I like 90s girl country exclusively. Jess? A what? Do you like country? No, I like roasty folk rock. <laughs> all right, and I'll get to Killer in a second. But I started getting into country, but like real country. I actually, one of my songs is... Like Willie Nelson, Real Country? Because I can get behind that. No. I feel like nobody makes Real Country anymore. 
don't know, like I heard somebody like Tyler Childers. I don't even know what this is, and like Sturgill Simpson and all this stuff. It Sounds... just seems like it's real country. Shooter Jennings Killer. is a boss. Do you listen to country music? I feel like you listen to country music. I do not. Pop? Yes. Okay. What else do you listen to? Literally every everything except country. And Taylor Swift. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah sorry. Swift. There's like a big animosity. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, from the article, they said the show was scheduled to run for two hours, an hour less than on CBS. But unlike on TV, there will be zero outside commercials. There's 20 minutes of ad time per hour now in the standard format and for many um, in the 2022 the ACMs will have almost exactly as much actual content as last year's broadcast with one hour's less which is cool and they're getting football next year aren't they yeah I mean, why wouldn't you do this you could sell your stuff you can sell everything while it's up on stage and you have no commercials I'm all for this what you're shaking your head Jess I'm I'm shaking my head at the amount of commercials I'm still shocked by that I hate commercials. And I just feel I like love these them. ads would do better because it's yeah. not like spammy ads. It's relevant to what the person's watching. Like, I want to know where all the Real Housewives are buying their ski outfits on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and maybe I'll buy them. You don't need Gerber life insurance for your baby now? Because <laughs> so I've been seeing that ad since I was 16. Not relevant most <laughs> of that time. <laughs> all right. And next up from Barry Schwartz at Rusty Brick on Twitter. Give him a follow. He says, Google tests dropping the estimated number of search results from the SERP page. And he has an article over on searchengineroundtable.com. And obviously, before you could put a search in and see the about number of results. And in some cases, that's not showing anymore. I'm all for it. I know it's such a useless metric, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Then, all you need to count is all the O's at the bottom. That's true. Like, just give us that. Keep that. You can get rid of the number. It's fine. And then when a client's like, oh, there's 5 million pages. How are we going to rank first? Like, oh, well, it's just six O's. <laughs> I don't think that math was <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that big on math, but it seems a little off. All right, and keeping it here with Glenn Gabe, this was a great thread he has. He says, now that the page experience update for desktop is complete, there's some data that supports a very lightweight ranking signal, which we've been shouting from the top of our lungs. And I, I added that part. He says, let's start with a site that has terrible desktop core web vital scores. There's no change in trending during all the rollout. And goes on to say that he's got one with poor core web vital scores and not seeing any major drops at all. It's a great thread. Go check it out and follow at Glenn Gabe on Twitter. All right. And I saw this article that came from Google Search Central. It's the name. I mix, I've mix. i been through so many of these names. They've had a lot of rebrands. I know. I always want to say the Webmaster Center, but it's not anymore. Uh, Google Search Central says, a new blog post series. Learn how to connect, visualize, and analyze Search Console data using Google Data Studio. And Daniel Wasserberg shows how to connect and enhance the data with geographical regions. Now, I looked at this, and I couldn't understand why he was doing what he was doing. So I sent a message over to Sarah, um, our data, who runs our data team. I said, Sarah, what is, what is he, why is he doing this? And then she's like, this is ridiculous. So instead of me talking about it, here's Sarah, at Data by Sarah on Twitter. Okay, so the blog example that they gave is a little problematic because as Wissy Analytics pointed out on Twitter, they have aggregated data as click-through rate on each row in his words. And he's right. So 
the way they have it displayed kind of defeats the whole purpose of customizing your data in a Google Sheet. So they just have a click-through rate for each country with the region assigned, um, whereas what you could do in a Google Sheet is calculate all of your clicks and impressions for each region and create a click-through rate for that region and upload that into Data Studio. So there's a lot of cool stuff that you could do with this method, um, but again, kind of a problematic example. So yeah, you can do it, but you, you, don't, you don't need to. All right, next up from Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable, the Google Search Central Virtual Unconference is returning in 2022. And Martin Split from Google announced it on Twitter. He says, I am so excited that the Search Central Virtual Unconference is making a comeback later this month. So stay tuned. No dates this month. So assuming here in March, and if you haven't attended before, it's one where there are no sets, presentations, there's topics, and you have to come with ideas and thoughts. It's like the community contributes. So I signed up last year and I just... It I, sounds like, like audience participation is mandatory. And yes. Like scary. Yeah. Yes. I don't like that sort of thing. And that's always one of the hardest things. When you're running a panel, like one of the biggest modern inventions is having a Q&A that's <laughs> electronic. Because the minute you're going around asking people with a microphone, there are people that will do a, a soliloquy on their entire life. It's like you write a recipe recipe blog, right? And they're like, well, I have a site, and on the 4th of June, uh, traffic dropped. And, like, and you can't just take the mic away. You have to pry, you gotta get, have somebody with a crowbar to get it out of their hands. So yeah. like- <laughs> No one's gonna type that though. So you just submit your- Exactly. And then, then the moderator can also modify the question to get rid of all the nonsense and just strip it down and make it like an actual answerable question. And speaking of that, SMX advanced coming up in the summer. All right, and news that I think we're interested in, YouTube is reaching out to podcasters, according to Bloomberg, and podcast networks offering grants of up to $300,000 to entice them to create video versions of their shows according to people with knowledge of the matter. Something okay. tells me they're not going to pick people who already have been doing it for like over a year. What and if... just constantly hack all over Google. Oh, too. Maybe they'd pay us to not do that. That's but, really unfair. And this is from a source, so take it with a grain of salt, but they say the company is extending offers of $50,000 to individual shows and two hundred and $300,000 to podcast networks, according to to the people who ask not to be identified because the matter is private. The money can help podcasts or producers like Killer create filmed versions of their episodes or make other kinds of videos. Google I mean, declined are, to comment. Are this we the us. Cypress North Network? We yes. have Agency Scoop and yeah. Cypress North. So our price went from 50K to mm -hmm. 300K. Mm -hmm. If you want, I could start another podcast about Kids Baking Championship. You, you watch that show? Religiously. Okay. Oh, I can do one about uh, Forge and Fire. What about you, Jess? I'll do one about Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> All right. And Google declined to comment. All right, next up from Lily Ray. I don't think enough attention was paid to Google's link spam update in August 2021, she says. She goes on to say, perhaps because it was sandwiched between a handful of other major updates. Oh, and it took them a month to roll out. This is the part I find most interesting. It's a whole thread. She talks about the fact that it's not just about the site building the spammy paid links, but it's the other sites via affiliate links or guest blog post links. And this is one of the, the tweets and thread I love. She says, the number of people I hear 
that are still buying paid links, guest posts, etc., and saying it works are likely in for a rude awakening. Dot, dot, dot. So check that out. And over on search engine land, Barry Schwartz has said the Google page experience update for desktop is done rolling out. It took nine days. It started on February 22nd, ended on March 3rd. Go annotate, pause the show, annotate in GA right now. The page experience update is done. And as we heard from Glenn, Gabe earlier, it is a very lightweight update. So no charts? No charts on this one. <laughs> thank your ears and uh, thank everybody for that. All right. And from Christina in our Discord, just a phenomenal contributor to the entire mm-hmm. digital marketing community. She says, Amazon launched a new search analytics beta feature. I found it by going to brand analytics and then they had an announcement banner. When you open it up, you get results for the SKUs in your catalog. She has a image about some of the SKUs showing clicks, click rate, cart ads, purchases, really cool. The price and everything's blacked out. And then also a look at just search catalog performance in general. And it's uh, really cool. So um, don't miss that. And from networkworld.com, ICANN is denying the Ukraine request to shut down Russian internet domains. I think this is a good move personally, but from a marketing perspective, I think it really puts a focus on some of those top level domains from different countries that you might think are cutesy. Mm. It's like, if something happens there, in that country and you can get take like it just makes you think about the political aspect of those tlds that are related to countries because that's a great point it's not supposed and like you might be like um you know i am funny dot are you or something like that be like oh that's that's a cool name but that's a russian domain and or that's a colombian domain for you know dot dot co mm-hmm. and nobody really thinks about that so worth uh consideration also google's launching a new analytics for homepage. they say that the homepage surfaces information that's relevant to you based on your behavior and analytics it looks fine for everybody that that yells about ga4 you know this might help you um keeping it here with ga4 charles farina who we heard from earlier says if you're using the new create events feature in ga4 there appears to be a bug that started on march 3rd events created from page information are no longer collected so if you are collecting events based off the data from the page you might see an issue in march 3rd hopefully they fix it no information on that yet and from john henshaw over on koiwolf.news he has a very nice write-up about Shopify's LinkedIn bio page. It's called LinkPop, and it's got a really slick way that if you're a retailer and you want to make that uh, purchasing seamless, um, you can now you don't have to use a link tree. You can use the Shopify version, which is LinkPop, and it's a very nice integration. It looks like a light box pop-up that opens up when you're looking to purchase something right from Shopify. So check it out if you're an e-com. And from TechCrunch, Amazon is launching a live radio app which will let you play DJ with the Amazon Music Collection. It's called Amp. We need something better that's an amp yeah. out there. So I'm all for it. It looks kind of cool. You can create your live radio show. You can play a bunch of licensed songs, which is good. You can take callers. Amazon's trying, they've been trying so long to get into audio. I don't know if it's gonna stick, but they're they got more information out there and more more features. We've got a lot of organic news this week. <laughs> but Google is buying Manadent. Man, 
Mandiant? Mandiant? Mandiant. And it's That's got to be it. <laughs> it's going to become part of the Google Cloud. It is a cybersecurity company. And how much do you think they bought Mandiant for? Price is right. New game. Oh, my gosh. Started by me. I did this to you, and then I, I like, clam up and panic. Google to buy cybersecurity company, company Mandiant. $15 million. I feel like they got a stupid deal and took advantage. $2 million. $5.4 billion. Oh, oh we were really wrong. I was closer than you, Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> you always are. And if you haven't heard of it before. That's it, a lot of attorney clicks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's for Google Cloud, and it's about uh, shoring up your digital defenses. It used to be called FireEye, for what it's worth. And from, That was easier to say. <laughs> yeah, why, who's like, oh, FireEye? Like, it's just... Sounds like it might hurt your eye. Let's change it to man day ant. <laughs> might hurt ants. <laughs> All right. And from Lawrence Chassis, he sent me a message about Upwork. And Upwork is suspending operations in Russia and Belarus that are going to take effect on May 1st. In case you don't know what Upwork is, it's a way to outsource work or have independent contractors work on things. And again, I understand you have to put these sanctions on, but so many people are going to lose so much revenue that aren't supporting this, and you just feel bad about the entire situation. But that's it in organic, bud. What's happening in social? You got anything better? Yes, I do. First up in social this week from Once a BFF, Always a BFF of the show, Andrea Cruz, at Andrea Cruz 92 on Twitter. She says, OMG, is this new? I feel like I am on Reddit. And then she tagged Marketing O'Clock, thank you, and has a screenshot of the downvote option, which we've talked about, but I don't think anyone has reported actually seeing it in I a while I haven't yet. seen it. I, this is the first I've seen it. Wait, yeah. so do you know if someone downvotes your tweet? Because I'll never tweet again. I, I thought when it was announced, it was only for replies. It's very hard to see what she's downvoting here. So Looks the like original tweeter would downvote the replies? Why only replies? I think it's like the opposite of a like. I think anybody can hit it. I could, I could be wrong on this, yeah. but... To me, it would make sense if you had a very popular tweet, and instead of just things that are liked, you could think really hide things. It might be a yeah. good way to hide something hateful, right? That mm -hmm. needs a filter, or you could say this had this many likes and this many downvotes. I don't know. Yeah. Try to like surface the good stuff, like yeah. Reddit. You could sort by by top. Yeah, it's interesting. And she did point out in a later tweet that she doesn't use Twitter on her PC a lot. So it sounds like she only saw this on desktop. I checked both my phone and computer and didn't see it. So seems like it might be rolling out or just a wider test. But of course, Andrea has it and found it right away. She's always spotting those little changes. She just has the best eyes. Next up from Twitter on their at Twitter Spaces account, they tweeted, if you have ticketed spaces, you might have the creator dashboard. Sneaky eye emoji. Here you'll be able to view all past participants and ticket sales from your spaces all in one place. Star eye emoji. Testing with some creators on iOS. Now, they had a very similar tweet from their at Superfollows account that basically said the same thing, but for viewing and tracking earnings from Superfollow subscriptions. And Greg's a super follower, right? Oh, Barry Schwartz. At Rusty Brick on I wonder Twitter. how many he has. He, he shared, maybe just for super followers, he shared how much he made. Oh, cool. Does he so have you the staff share it? I mean, I'll share it. He doesn't care. I think he made $21. <laughs> Sorry, Barry. If I, if I Dude, I wait. What's 20, 20, like 94. What's his pricing tier? $2.99 a month. And seven people. if you get, here, here it is. Here's why you should subscribe to Rusty Break. You can find out 
what type of car he was considering. I mean, we might take this down. <laughs> and you can see what stories are given in the newsletter early. Can Only we, for super followers. But I saw a gif of a tree falling in his yard, and I didn't even have to be a super follower. Note to Barry, make that for super followers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we want the recipe to the butter sandwich, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> I would Please. pay two ninety nine dollars yes. for that. Yes. Butter Just bread. <laughs> saying. Yes. Just saying. He said it's all free. It's all free for you, Barry. In the tweet, he said butter on bread. That's the recipe. He gave it away for free. He didn't have to. Should have waited. Should have waited. Um, TechCrunch covered this too. And from the article, it seems like kind of a crappy dashboard right now that's just like lists of people that have subscribed or renewed subscriptions, who bought tickets and revenue. Obviously, those important those are important things, but it doesn't seem like much. There are plans, though, to build this out further and make it a better resource for creators. So that sounds good. If you participate in Super Follows or Ticketed Spaces and don't see this, it sounds like you have to have at least 10,000 followers to qualify. So, oh, I'm so close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about it before. This, I think this Super Followers is really well done. It's like a professional only thing. You know what I mean? For content. Yeah, but yeah. anything on there can just be so easily screenshot and shared. It, it can. Is it just the honor system? If Taylor Swift had a super follow, would you pay for it? Depends on the pricing. $1.99 a month. I feel like you would. Unreleased song. If, yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Behind the scenes but footage. If, I don't know about that. Really? Every day, new post, behind the scenes footage. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. The other thing that's really cool, and we, we talked about this before, but internally, you always see people trying to clout chase, jumping on anything that seems viral, mm-hmm. and especially, especially on Instagram. It's, it's like, for some reason, the worst there, where somebody that's popular puts a post out, you immediately get somebody with a lame one emoji reaction or like fire, fire, fire emoji reaction trying to like piggyback off. I think Gary V. that was one of his things that he had said as like his game plan. Like, go find somebody in your industry and just just comment on all of their posts. And if I'm wrong on that, I'm sorry. But you actually get highlighted if you want to be highlighted to show that you're mm-hmm. a super follower to somebody. And if there's more visibility that way. There just is. Yeah. If you want it, to your point, because the next story here, the super, the at super follows account also tweeted, we'll have a screenshot if you're watching. You're going to have the option, at least for now on iOS, to hide that if you don't want to be called out as a super follower. So pretty sure the badge was just by default before and now you can turn it off if you don't want people to know. But if you're one of Barry Schwartz's super followers, you want You people want to know. people to know, absolutely, because it's such an exclusive club. But I just I guess I don't know. I was thinking like you do pay for the the clout or the recognition just to then turn it off and hide in the shadows, but depending on what you're saying, maybe you just yeah, I don't know. It's I guess it's always nice to have an option. So that's coming. Next up from The Verge, Instagram adds new tagging options to credit creators. And other than being a notable nominee for the Alliteration Award, new classical idea, Shep, write it down. The title says it all. <laughs> I will not be right. I love alliteration. <laughs> and I also wanted to alliterate myself. Um, these are enhanced tags. Basically, you can tag someone and then add more detail around their contribution to the post, like at Greg Finn, fashion stylist. But Greg, (laughs) (laughs) you would have to actually include that info in your profile because it sounds like that extra little piece is based on the creator's actual profile category. It's not a manual thing, which is good because people could use and abuse that. It's less fun, but it makes total sense. Something that could also be useful from Hammond O at Hammond O1 on Twitter 
it looks like Instagram is testing a new option for stories with like the dual camera and you re- can record at the same time with the That's front and back. really smart. So smart. you could be like captioning your video. Yeah. This, and I don't think TikTok does that. That's smart. This could be the thing that they do differently, but they got to take it out of stories and put it in reels, right? Like Let's go stories our, go back. Our social media manager here. But I was thinking like at the, at the, the concert, that'd be so funny. If I was recording this oh. guy, I'd be like, can I, can, I, can I light this up? And I'm like, no, no. bro. And then it's like dual camera. Because, well, what do you think, Killer? I don't know. I think it could be definitely interesting for everybody on Instagram to try and use it. But I think that's something that it's going to be trial and error for sure. 100%. It would yeah. be so good for concerts for me because when I'm at a concert, it's not really about the performance that's happening on the stage. It's about <laughs> my performance from my seat. So I could share with my followers like just me, just like going hard, giving 120%. And then also like who's ever is up there. I feel you like know? you're being disruptive when you do those things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this. On Instagram, something's trending now. Look at this obnoxious woman at the Celine Dion concert, <laughs> says this person. <laughs> It wasn't obnoxious. It was disruptive. Disrupt. Mm-hmm. I specifically sat in the back row so I could be disruptive. And then the person in front of me was still mad. She's not in the back row, though. She paid to be hired. <laughs> oh, I just love that for you, Shep. All right. And I cannot keep track of what's happening anymore. News. Instagram is testing the 90-second reels. And they've been spotted in the wild at Alberto Hardem Beto, a.k.a. Beto 011120, dropped a screenshot on us where he had the 90 segundo option to record a reel. So that's cool. And it looks like he also spotted videos in Instagram DMs autoplaying. Thankfully, without sound, you can turn the sound on. But I don't think we knew about that. I don't recall talking about that autoplay feature. So we'll see. Something you might need if you're a Facebook group admin, new features and tools uh, that Facebook is rolling out include the ability to auto-reject posts that are identified as containing false information. This is according to uh, the TechCrunch article that false information is identified by third-party checkers, so it's not like a filter you set up yourself. They are rolling out the ability to use email as well as QR codes to invite people into groups. They're expanding the mute function and updating it to a suspend function. Admins can temporarily suspend participants from engaging in the group if they're up to no good. And there's a lot more updates too. So um, if you are a Facebook group admin, you can check it out, um, especially if Shep is disrupting your Taylor Swift group. I'm not disruptive in groups. I'm so helpful in Trader Joe's meal ideas for busy moms. You're not even busy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up from Kendall, parentheses, Zach at Zach Schillinger on Twitter. Zach Kendall says, TikTok has a new collections feature for videos in the favorites tab. Seems cool. I don't know. I don't use TikTok. Is that useful to you, Shep? Videos in the favorites tab? You can collect them now. This The example that he showed was about pizza. Oh, so is the favorites tab new? I might need to res- refer to Killer for this one. So Killer? It seems like there's in the features you can put things very much like an Instagram into a collection. Oh, mm-hmm. that's smart because I'm always saving videos and then I'm forgetting or I would oh, save dances? a video. Me too. No. <laughs> of like um just like a funny baby. <laughs> what are you saying, Killer, about collections in TikTok? Would you use this? Yes or no? I think that would definitely be useful because right now I'm using an app called Pintock and you 
pretty much set up collections on your own, but then oh. you have to like go from the TikTok app into Pintock into your separate collections and save it that way. But that way it's organized. And you have to scroll through whatever you're liking. I feel like TikTok is listening to the people. Yeah. I didn't even know about that, obviously, but it did kind of feel Pinteresty to me. So the fact that there's something that has that in there. Mm-hmm. Huh. Welcome, killer. This is great. <laughs> Next, by way of another former and always BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe, he tweets, run a podcast? Yes. I added that. Twitter may be adding a built-in podcast tab. And then he shared an article from The Verge that Jane Manchin Wong, at Wong M. Jane on Twitter, shared a screenshot of an image that shows a microphone icon and Twitter's app bottom menu bar that appears to lead to a page titled Podcasts. This is a quote, the screenshot does not show any indication of how podcasts could be displayed on the platform or if it'll somehow incorporate spaces, the platform's audio-only chat rooms. I couldn't find the screenshot, though. If you click the link in the article, it just goes to her profile. So I feel like maybe the bird got her. I don't know. Jane Manchin Wong? <laughs> yeah, there's there's no, like, I believe The Verge, I believe Glenn, I believe Jane, but I couldn't find the screenshot. I wanted to see it. I just feel like, thank God she uses her powers for good. Because yeah. <laughs> she seems like she can literally find anything. 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 I, I dig it, too, because they've Spaces on Twitter has taken the place of everything, and it would only make sense to be able to repurpose those into podcasts that you can then easily promote. Like, this is what Clubhouse could never do. Twitter has things that are outside of audio group chats. Add audio group chats, make it something repurposable, and then share with your audience. It makes total sense. Yeah. We'll see, though. Seems like they don't want anyone to know. Maybe they have great big plans. Speaking of not being able to find things, according to TechCrunch, the Boomerang and Hyperlapse apps have disappeared from app stores. RIP in peace. Boomerang, like the Instagram videos? Mm-hmm. You can still use Boomerang features in the main Instagram app. Thank goodness the platform has confirmed that, but they have removed support for the standalone apps in order to better focus on the main Instagram app itself. And they also also officially stated that they're continuing to work on new ways for people to be creative and have fun on Instagram. And I'm just so inspired. Not. All right, now on to our segment segments. First up, we have a new segment called Always Be Testing. And this comes from at Paper Mitch on Twitter. Speaking of Boomerang, he's Australian. Is he? Yeah, we had to send something to him. once. We sent him a mug. I hope you got it, Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, he says, sometimes you see stuff in ad accounts that shouldn't work and goes against everything you've been taught. But it works. And so we thank the ad gods and leave it. That was me. And broadmatch. I love auditing accounts so much because we do things the same way. I love seeing different opinions on things. I, one thing I will never forget is there was one account I hopped into, and one of the display placements drove so much revenue. I've never seen anything like it again, and I always test display placement only for for certain things. But yeah, and broadmatch, it's still working good, right? Mm-hmm. All right, and a new segment called Want to Be a Manager by <laughs> at Azeem Digital. I made that right up on the spot. But Azeem, at Azeem Digital on Twitter, had a tweet where he had said, I'd love to learn more from you about managers and leaders, thinking about the best manager leader you've worked with in your career, what set them apart, what made them different. And if you're looking for inspiration or, quite frankly, 
are like uh, many of us that have never taken, you know, managerial slash leader class. There's a great amount of information in there, so don't miss it. Community.marketingclock.com. All right, another segment. I'm bringing segments back. What is this I love meme? It. It's called dank ones. I don't like this one. It's a dank meme. I've seen this meme. You've not seen this meme? This is sad. The meme <laughs> is a mom labeled Google <laughs> and the year is 2021. <laughs> and there's two images. This is the first image. Visual memes here on audio platform. <laughs> so the mom is paying attention to a little child that is smart shopping. And it seems like there's another little child drowning that's standard shopping. This is terrible. And this is 2021. So Mike Ryan goes on 2022. Same exact picture. picture. Mom, Google, (laughs) is now paying attention to Performance Max. And smart shopping is drowning. This little face is going to haunt my dreams. And that's been Dank Memes with Shep. (laughs) And if you want more from Mike Ryan, he has a podcast called Digital Momentum, the Retail Growth Podcast. So check that out. Oh, Mike Ryan made that meme? He made that meme. Take it up with him, not me. Oh, my. Not his children. I just report the <laughs> this news. This has been on the internet before. There's no way it would be up if the Do child wasn't fine. Do we know that fine. the boy is okay? The child's fine. The boy <laughs> is mine. The child's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And lastly, segment, segments. Here's one called Cheers to Us. And PPC Hero released the PPC Rising Stars of 2021. And there are some members of this podcast that made it. Christine Zernheld and Jessica Budd, rising stars of 2021, and many other power listeners of the show, like Glenn Schmelzi and Brett. 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 Brett Brett (laughs) Brett. made it. At Brett Badoski on Twitter, (laughs) but just Brett to us and everybody listens to the show. So big congrats to everybody out there. And while we're being self-promotional, there was also the PPC, 19 PPC influencers that you need to follow in 2022 from Power Listener of the, sh- the show, Susie Marino. And on there, I was on that one. So big thanks, congrats. Susie, about that. And um, congrats as well to everybody else on that list. So um, we appreciate all the accolades and all the love. Thank you much. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I See Why Am I, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I launched a Performance Max campaign in an account that has um, leads tracking and they have MQLs that come in and then they re-import. I've talked about this account before. (laughs) Many times. We import them from Salesforce and I'm always trying new things so we can see lead quality like the day of. And it is just not working out great with Performance Max because it's going after those MQLs and they're getting just a bunch of spammy form fields instead of actual qualified leads. So if you have something that's not just like a purchase or something that's always a good conversion 100% of the time, I would just be careful with those and make sure you're checking up on lead quality. So that was a bummer. What about you, Jess? Uh, Hardly working this week? Me. I have been in literal back-to-backs. I didn't think it was possible. Monday, we're recording on Wednesday. Monday and Tuesday, I did absolutely no work. I just talked to people, which is work in its own way. But I had no time to catch up on things. So I have tomorrow blocked off time in the calendar that literally just says blocking off time and I am going to get shit done and I just cannot wait. And so if you're a busy person and you have to be in a lot of meetings, I understand it's a big part of our job. Just give yourself some time. And if if you got to schedule it, schedule it. You should have just called it don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm not you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And for me, we are trying to put out more content. And one thing that's nice is Adobe Premiere 
those auto captions and it's fairly good. So as we create more content and killers making uh, some videos for us, you know, the captioning, you could change the text, the font, the colors, the size, put everything where you want and it's very nice and you can put it right in the video. So um, there's a bunch of YouTube videos. There's one that's my favorite. It'll be in community.marketingclock.com if you're looking to make it. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is Sitebulb, the server version. Sitebulb itself is a site crawler that helps you analyze your site by prioritizing SEO issues and providing context around why they're important and how to fix them. But the server version takes it to the next level. It allows you to run multiple crawls at the same time, crawl massive, massive sites, and so much more. With this version, you can access the data from crawls run on your server from anywhere too, which is great for agencies and larger teams walking, working across different locations. Again, that Sitebulb, they have a free trial of their core product, so you can give it a test drive before deciding if the server version might be right for you. We'll have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord, so pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week, an article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week is a lie. It's not an article, <laughs> it's a video. And some people listening right now are going to hate it, but I'm sorry. You should listen to this. Mm. It is an interview of Mr. Beast and how Mr. Beast became successful on YouTube by Joe Rogan. So we're linking to the YouTube version. It's a 20-minute clip roughly. It was one of the most fantastic it was just mind-blowing that what this 23 year old has done He's only 23 only 23 you heard of mrs beast i indeed i have i haven't i have not <laughs> mrs. Beast. mr beast, mr. beast. Oh. yeah we watch him all the time and he's very loud you do yeah yeah, so I'm the I, only person who hasn't heard of it. Some of the video, he like talks about how much everything costs, like all the production. It's insane. That, that's shop. on the podcast. I'm only like an hour into the podcast. Spending $4 million on videos and investing every cent you have back, it, it is just, it reminded me of Barry Schwartz on the Azeem Digital Podcast. It is incredible. And you just realize, oh, I, I know how he does it. And it's just sheer will. It's shit. It's unbelievable. So you can check it out on YouTube and you, whatever if you want, but check it out. It is called How Mr. Beast Became Successful on YouTube. And I cannot recommend it enough. Unbelievable. Thank you, Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> and now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingaclock.com. What is going on Spotify's marketing a playlist this week? Just bud. Greg, I don't think you're going to be with me this week. I'm going with <gasps> I Hate This Part by the Pussycat Dolls. Oh, that is such a good song. My ride in this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I will be going with Donna Summer, MacArthur Park. Greg, what about you? I'm going to go with Sturgill Simpson, Mercury, and Retrograde. Ooh. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember to follow us everywhere to see Killer's work at marketingclock.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. 
Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the hack. We have Killer here today to join us for her first Shooting the Hack. And because she's a killer, <laughs> we have a special game. These are signs that someone you live with might secretly be a serial killer. A so, real killer. Yeah, just some like little signs. Wait, this is a real killer? Yes. I thought you were saying... <laughs> okay, so this is like... <laughs> It's not a real killer. It's just what I like to say. Like, yeah. are you like somebody who would do this? What are you, a serial killer? Oh, okay, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah, you we're really not saying say you that. found a body. No, I, I just want the audience yeah. to know. Okay. So we don't take it too literal. Okay. Greg, okay. do you want to go first? Yes. Mm-hmm. Number one sign that you're living with a serial killer <laughs> your partner murders puppies. That is a real thing. You took it too you did that on purpose. <laughs> that is a real <laughs> sign. Oh, you're canceled. Uh, Just, okay, well, do you want a real one? Okay. Yeah. They've got a lot of bloody knives. It could be How a does it butcher. Feel? How does it feel, Chef? How does it feel <laughs> every game not- ruined every week? Are you comparing <laughs> this to Travel Buddy? Yes, yes blood he is. all over their yep. clothes <laughs> constantly. A blood stain is normal. What, right, what are the lyrics? What are they constant yeah. nose? You want a real answer no. like a red flag and a fire? Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> People that haven't worked before. If you're dating somebody and they mm. haven't actually had a job before and you have had a job, there's a big disconnect. Probably depending on your age, but yeah. Right, what well, 12-year-olds are moving in together? <laughs> Some people haven't, don't, haven't really worked. No, that's very important mm-hmm. in a partner. You want someone who you're knows the value of work and money. It's very important. You're taking everything too literally. Literally. Okay, my first sign that you should be just watch your back about who you're living with is I think people who sleep on their backs are just crazy. Like back sleeper. I'm all, just, I'll, I'll sleep anywhere. <laughs> I'll sleep front, back, side. I don't know. Yeah, you're just like there's something about that. You're like opening yourself up. Like anyone could just easily like run in your house and just stab you in the well, heart. You, you could be stabbed on, on the front. Any four sides. You're stabbed in the back. It's like why why Tony Soprano would never sit with his back to the door. Yes. I feel so vulnerable when I sleep on my back. I would never, ever do that. And people only snore when they're sleeping on their their back. So you just hate everyone around you and you don't care about your partner. First part is factually incorrect. The second part is true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jess, what's yours? Um, People with a... Thankfully, I don't live with this person, but I know some that exist. People whose sock drawer is loose socks. No, they're all the same sock though. But you you need to pair them when I, you put it's them all away. The same. It's a uniform oh. drawer. A uniform drawer. We that's have, crazy in its own way. I know. We it's have a problem where way. we do the laundry and like we'll bring that load up, and then if they're socked in there doesn't have a pair because it's in another load of laundry. It go has been going into this pack and play in our living room. <laughs> That's okay. It's a dedicated and space. And the baby's playing with them. And then, then at some point, I need to do another sock audit. That's fine. It's a dedicated but space. But before, there were a lot being thrown in the sock drawer, like, Mm-mm. by themselves. Yeah. I agree. That's Pair a good one, Jess. Pair them up. Okay, killer. What is a sign that you're living with a killer? <laughs> okay, mine that I picked out is if somebody pours in milk, before their cereal. Oh, <gasps> great one. Who would good do that? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Who would do that? I think we've all tried it, right? <laughs> no. It's just a matter of if you keep no, doing never it. never in my life. Oh. That <laughs> is unhinged. 
Exactly. Okay, Greg, are we skipping you? You already no, did. we can do another okay. one. You did like seven. I don't, you don't know how I to play the game. One. Somebody that, somebody that uh, murders people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got another one. You're not going to like this one. Okay. Somebody that is obsessive over a TV show or movie or musician that isn't made for their age. Hmm. I knew people that like liked like things like Friends, and it's like an adult. You're like, why do you like Friends? Or like if somebody Adults likes the watch Liver Friends. King, it's like, what are you doing? That's you like the age. Liver King. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> shouldn't what, be with me. <laughs> what age group is it supposed to be? The Liver King's fans. It's just like when you see somebody, it's like, oh, I really love Teletubbies. It's like you should run the other direction. Okay, that is an extreme example. Okay, yeah. if you see yeah. somebody that that is like all in on. What about someone who's been watching vlogs of the Star Wars hotel since it opened? Yeah, you should run the other direction. Okay. Just asking for a friend. <laughs> okay, this one was just inspired by my day today. I think you need to be really careful about anyone who likes peeps because they're disgusting. <laughs> someone in this office is eating one peep a day out of a five pack. Jill brought in peeps and they're just sitting in the office and Jess noticed that the, every day she checks again and one more peep is gone. So it's clearly someone going in just being like, ooh, time for my daily I kind of, I love this person. I don't know who it is. It's it's a move. It's a move. Can I say one thing about peeps? Yeah. It is. Are you the one? Are you no, the one no, eating no, one peep no. a day? I feel like every five years I might eat a peep. It's like a circus peanut or like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, the idea of this seems cool. And then you try it and it's absolutely terrible. You, you are oh, reminded. Not do this again. Uh-huh. Or like candy corn too. Oh, I love candy I corn. Know, for I me, love candy corn. Every now and then I'm like, you know what? I'll give it another try. And every time it disappoints. Mm. Okay, Jess, do you have another one? Yeah, I'm kind of going with Greg on this one though because there are people that will leave the TV on or the radio on when no one's home. And it's like, is someone home? Who's done that? You know, my, people. My, oh, my TV parents. has a timer, so. Wow, la di da. Mm -hmm. No, I get really lazy when I'm leaving the house in the morning with my million bags. So I'm like, oh, it has a timer; it's not on when I get home. But then one home, one time, I went home at like lunchtime, and it was still on. So it probably it a, long a long time. This doesn't count pets. Some people leave their TV on for pets. That's fine. But there are people like my parents that just leave things on while they go on a cruise. It's <gasps> a white noise machine's talk radio. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Okay, Killer, do you have another one for us? I do. My other one is if somebody only watches one episode on whatever streaming service, they don't binge it. Like, they're just like, sit down, they watch one episode, they don't watch any other episode, that's it. Wow. You <clears throat> clearly don't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> what if I it don't sucks? want to. What if it sucks? Though? Okay. I understand that, but I think the way I'm going with it is if they do like the show, but they're only watching it Agreed. one at a time, they're mm -hmm. not going to binge Just it. Giving them a little taste. I will watch yeah. the entire yeah. series in a night. It'll be yeah. like four o'clock, and I'll be like, all right, I got to stop, but we're going to pick this up at you know midnight tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But if, if you like things and you can't watch one of them, I'm 100% with Yeah, them. right. It kind of goes along with like if somebody only eats one chip. That is you crazy. Mm-hmm. Masochist. Okay, so I'm sure we offended a lot of our <laughs> listeners with this, but we hope that we'll see you next week. Bye.